bar? No, that was me. Sorry. Oh, I thought that was Mike. <laughs> you so- hey, that was a really gotta- good British accent or whatever, uh, man. Yeah. I'm impressed. <laughs> I'm getting your UK. Oh, dude, oh. you sound great now. Yeah, <laughs> I've swapped over now. <laughs> Much better. Oh. And we are recording, so let's get this show on the road. <laughs> Woohoo! Let me make sure I'm on. Yes, recording is on. Okay. All right. Do we want to just start over? And yeah, we'll start over. We okay. Let's disregard that first five minutes last time. Uh, Mike, you sound so much better. Excellent. I say, oh, yep, way good. I, I say that like you've been sick for a week. Oh, Mike, <laughs> you sound so much better. Oh, thanks. I had well, uh, Wi-Fi focus disease for the last 10 minutes. <laughs> I, t- I told Matt, I said, oh, fucking A, Mike, just move over to the States. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God, it's funny. Oh, it's all about it's all about me, don't you know? <laughs> <laughs> Damn West Coast people. Oh, exactly, exactly. Oh, dear. Okay, well, all right, so we'll jump in. Um, I'm Wes from AudioRising.com, and my buddies here are Mike from Mike's Open Journal and Matt from Surviving My Past, and we have gone through numerous technical difficulties, and yet somehow we still made it back to uh, to to do a podcast recording on burnout and recovery, and um, Matt, if you can retrace your steps from what you were saying earlier, those were some really good points. If you can reconstruct them, yeah, absolutely. Of course, my name is Matt. I am from Surviving My Past, and we are doing the Mega Cluster Cast this week here with, my, <laughs> with Mike and Wes, but. Yeah, we're talking about um, recovery from, or uh, you know, during um, during abuse, recovery from addiction, um, and the the real possibility um, of burnout. And we were talking about how um, you know it's easy to get burnout if you're working on a project at home or a project at work or with your finances or something where you are completely engulfed with your time, your money, your energy. And after a while, you just get so exhausted. You're not sleeping right. You're not eating right. You're not listening to your body. And you just get completely drained. And sometimes you just quit and give up and say, what's the use? I know I've done that with a lot of things in my life. I get so gung-ho. And then I don't take time and go and slow down and um, listen to what um, my mind is telling me. And the same thing goes in recovery. You know, my my, uh, podcast and blog is about being a survivor of abuse. And when you're in, um, and in my case, when you're in your healing journey um, and recovery from abuse and you're, you know, working with a professional and reading books and, you know, watching videos and doing worksheets and surrounding yourself with a good support system, doing all the things you're supposed to be doing, sometimes it's easy to get burnout even in recovery too because you're doing all these things and you're gung-ho and you're tired of feeling miserable and you're tired of, you know, feeling like, you know, your life's gotten away from you and you want to take your power back and your life back. But, um, you know, so, so, you know, I know for myself, I get so into it and so engulfed that it takes up all of my free time. So I have to really be careful to listen when my body says, dude, slow down. It's not a race. Take a break, take a day off, do something fun and just let your mind rest. 
you know, because I mean, this is hard work, whether it's recovery from addiction, recovery from abuse, whatever it is. I mean, this, this, this shit is real and it's hard. It's exhausting. It takes a lot of mental, you know, stamina, it takes a lot of physical stamina. And it's just important to be able to listen when our body says, slow down, take some time off. Don't quit, you know, because, but just realize that, you know, it's time to take a break and relax for a little bit and get back into it on a more moderate pace, on a more self um, validating pace instead of going full bore and never taking a break. Yeah, I think that's so true. Um, I think last time I forgot to do my introduction, so I'll actually remember to do one this time. So I'm, <laughs> I, I'm Mike. Hi, Mike. I'm the reason Hi, I'm Mike. to redo the start. <laughs> um, so I'm from Mike's Open Journal. And uh, yeah, I, I definitely agree. I think, uh, I think burnout is something that uh, people like ourselves do suffer with, especially when we've got our own struggles uh, with mental health going on. We want to kind of talk about that and raise awareness and be there to support other people is that you fill your time so much with um, taking part in like those day-to-day tasks, um, keeping up that kind of front at work or around friends and family. And um, then obviously for people that do kind of activities or blogs or things like that um similar to ourselves um you can feel so much time with that and that's great um because a lot of the time you can kind of see or feel the the benefit of that and you feel like there's real progress and then it's not always straight away it can be after a period of time you you do start to get to that stage where you start to feel kind of burnt out run down and um it, it can be a real struggle, but it can come in so many different ways. I mean, obviously, um, like in the way that I've described, that's quite a, uh, I don't know, an understandable way um, for many people in that you're kind of taking part in, like I say, work or an activity. Um, but as we know, people that um, suffer or struggle with mental health, that can be burnout from um, challenging and battling those inner demons just by staying in bed all day um, and they, that person can still get burned out as well so I think it's a really interesting topic for us to have today and to kind of talk through as well and um, definitely comes across in very different ways for very different people yeah there's not there's not a ton that I can add because you guys have pretty much covered everything that I would I would say I'm just sitting here nodding as I'm listening to both of you and going yep that's it and and it does you know it's one of those things where I've always had a problem sustaining my enthusiasm or sustaining my drive. Kind of like Matt was saying, I I have a tendency to go, you know, full tilt boogie on something and and just keep going and going and going until I get burnt out. And the majority of it goes on in my head. You know, it's it's I spend a lot more time over analyzing than I'm actually doing, which I think exhausts me quicker. and, you know, anyone who's got a compulsive or an, an, an obsessive or, or addictive type behavior, you can get caught on, on recovery just as much as you can anything else and, and, and just sit there and think, no, I, I can't sleep until I, until I work through this. And I can't, you know, we're not good at giving ourselves permission to do healthy things for ourselves anyway. So I agree. We we have to we have to be careful. It's like I don't want to get to the point where I'm I'm saying, uh, you know, if I'm not totally engulfed in this 24/7, I'm going to miss something. Well, 
more is going to be revealed. Is it, if I miss something, it'll come back around again. And, and maybe it's not the most important thing that I should be focusing on at that moment anyway. I remember uh, uh, my sponsor in recovery, I asked him after a couple of years because I was dealing with some difficult relationships in my life. <clears throat> and I noticed that even when I met new people and had to deal with them on a day to day basis, I would start thinking about those people in terms of recovery. Like, where's their strong point? Where's their weak point? Where, you know, and that that's good because it kind of keeps me on an even keel and it makes me think. Um, well, I mean, for example, the the uh, the issues we had getting connected and hooked up, you know, Mike, if it wasn't you, it would have been one of us. You know, and and when I you know, when I'm watching you or listening to you go through trying to get connected up and this and that and everything. And I'm like, he if he's anything like me, he's probably sitting there blaming himself, saying he's holding up the show and this. And from a recovery standpoint, it's like, no, this could happen to anyone. In fact, it has happened to each one of us, <laughs> practically, <laughs> you know, so so there's no you know, there's no you're less than or this person, you know, but um he, I, I remember I remember my sponsor telling me I, I asked him one day, I said, I said, is it normal to start seeing everything in my life as part of my recovery? And he just shook his head and then he nodded and he goes, it's both a blessing and a curse because it's hard to think in any other way. Once, In fact, Matt, I think you said this uh, in our first go around when we were trying to do this is once you start down this path and the impression I got from that was you know, there's not really any turning back, you know, I mean, now that you know what you know <laughs> about how your life should be and how you're, um, how you're, how you're supposed you know, that none of us were created to be miserable, you know, none of us are supposed to be in that spot that we're in. And once we find out that that's the case, it's hard to allow ourselves sometimes to fall back into our old miseries because, we we see the truth now. We know that that's not who we were meant to be. We know that the person who perpetuated damage on us was not right. And we know that they didn't have the right to do that. And, um, you know, we start seeing things in a different light and it's hard to let go and just relax and just be instead of do all the time. Well, yeah, you're exactly right. And and it's like <clears throat> you see this 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 little glimmer of light that's kind of way far away. You see this truth of, you know, my life has been, you know, you know, uh, A, B and C throughout my entire life. But I can see it being X, Y, Z. I just don't know how to get there. But once you start making progress to get, um, you know, towards, you know, feeling better and having the life you want and overcoming your past and feeling better about yourself and loving yourself and doing all these things, it becomes this drive to where you're like, you know, I, I have to focus on this. I have to be 24 seven laser focused on recovery. And I've written about this before in my blog and whatnot of being, you know, I'm laser focused in recovery. I, I you know, I've got my eye on the prize. I'm doing all the, all the worksheets, all the books, all this stuff. But I came close several times since I've been doing this of getting burnt out to where, you know, I'll get up in the morning, I'll go to my, to my day job, I'll come home, I'll make something to eat. And then I'm right into the blog. I'm writing a post. I'm doing a podcast. I'm doing something survivor quote unquote related. And I have, I've had to learn to take some time to just understand that if you're, even if you're not 
like zeroed in on recovery 24 seven, you're not going to necessarily, you're not going to lose all the progress you made because it's important to give your mind a break and give your body a break. And, you know, like I said, you're doing all this hard work, but man, take some time for yourself and, you know, just really do something fun, do some, take a nap, read a book, go for a walk, anything to just let your mind rest. Because, um, you know, the survivor stuff, the recovery stuff, it's still going to be there tomorrow. It's still going to be there. Yes. The next. You know, I mean, you know, whether you were abused one time or whether, you know, you know, your addiction was 20 years ago, <laughs> the recovery is ongoing. You don't heal from it instantly. So, you know, take some time for yourself and just realize that it's a journey, not a race. And that, um, you know, as long as you don't fully give up, it's okay to take a break. I think that's so true. I think, it, it, again, I think you can see um, that idea that we can get, I don't know, caught up seems like the wrong word. But you kind of get caught up in in that that process of being in um, recovery or improving your own kind of physical or mental state, and that's great. But you can sort of over focus, and I guess you you put too much pressure maybe on yourself or on that as a process. And um, like you say, you, you can hugely invest in doing things like um, blogging and podcasting and. And that is great, um, but again, it's you're not just working through that as a recovery process. You're also investing like an additional time and an additional, I guess, potentially like a worry or a concern or a stress related to that. Um, that's part of your recovery, rather than maybe I don't know. You could be doing gardening, or you could go for a walk, or you could go and see some live music or something else. And I think. Uh, um, there is that, there can be that balance between, like you say, um, I wouldn't say living your life because like the blogging and things like that are part of our lives, but you, but doing something that doesn't necessarily kind of directly relate to that challenge and, um, those struggles that you're going to constantly be overcoming and actually just having a bit of a, a bit of a break from the topic that some of us spend quite a lot of time focusing on. Yeah, absolutely. And I, I think, I think as we go along in it, we start to find the, I, I think there's a very important word you use there, which is balance. And I think we have to experience our recovery and, and go through these ups and downs in order to find that balance. Because I, I feel like, you know, the more our minds adjust to this is where I was, that's where I want to be. We, you know, if we're going to walk that tightrope, sometimes we have to be in balance and we have to make sure that we don't, um, you know, it's easier the more that you do it. You know, <laughs> unlike Skype calling, it does get easier as you go along. <laughs> I feel like Skype calling has got harder. <laughs> Skype is getting harder, yes. much harder. Yeah. People always tell me practice makes perfect. I'm like, uh, not, not with Skype. This case. No. No. <laughs> I think that's so true. Um, in terms of like, uh, you think of things like riding a bike or learning a skill. I mean, yeah, it's great when you get it right, but actually you learn so much more from the failure or the mistake or the thing that doesn't go quite perfectly. And um, why should kind of recovery um, be any different? It is from um, those times that you, act in a way that maybe you look back and think, oh, I would have liked to have done that differently. I think, yeah, well, that's great because you can look back on that and kind of reflect on that. If your day goes well and there's no real struggle, while that's lovely, 
that's kind of a general, I guess, improvement in your well-being, but it's not necessarily a learned process. Um, like I know a few people that I've spoken to in the last two or so weeks um, have had some real struggles and have had um, relapses and things like that with their mental health and um, trying to kind of talk them through. And I think they know they know and they can appreciate that there's a learning process there and they have improved um, in terms of their mental health because it's been a long time since um, whatever they were affected by affected them. But then it's getting away from that. It's, I suppose, not trying to draw on that negative of um, that's affected you or it's happened again, but actually looking at it as a, I don't know, trying to see that positive side of it. It's a learning experience. Maybe something did happen, but it wasn't as bad or that, attack like the panic attack maybe moved through faster or um the thoughts that you were having didn't have as much effect um it's definitely i don't know i suppose the whole point that we're talking about it is because we are acknowledging um like a, a, a kind of a, a struggle a breakdown a, a um a relapse as part of recovery rather than i guess sometimes it's overlooked a lot when we talk about it or seen I don't know, can something be like a stigma within a stigma? <laughs> it's almost like you're on that road to recovery, but, oh, you've had that relapse and, oh, it's happened again. Um, but you're like, that's part of the recovery. It's like a sub-stigma. <laughs> yeah. 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 Right. yeah. <laughs> like, well, yeah. Like people say, what kind of music do you listen to, Wes? And I'm like, well, it's kind of a sub-genre of a genre. Uh, you know, so it's 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 this it's the same it's the same thing we have we have yeah. but it, but yeah you go Matt. <laughs> well, I was thinking about saying, gee, thanks, comes, great here, great segue, here, Wes. Yeah. <laughs> here comes the bus. I've never seen someone pass the ball so quickly. <laughs> it's your turn. I kind of I kind of did that on purpose. It's kind of like Mike, grab his arms. Here comes the bus. <laughs> <laughs> and back it right over me. Um, but yeah, something interesting I was thinking about while you guys were talking, both of you, and it kind of hit me as, you know, you're chugging along in your, in your recovery, you're healing, you're doing all the right stuff. And, um, you know, you have a setback or you do get burnout. What do you do when you have a burnout? You know, is it like, uh, you know, we have to be careful to, you know, obviously the easiest thing is just give up. You know what the hell with it? It's too hard. It takes too much. It takes up too much time. Nobody understands it's not working. And I think if we do get caught up in a burnout, I think the main thing is to, in my opinion, and things that I have done in the past with burnout and other projects and things, not survivor related is to really give myself a time and say, okay, I'm feeling burnout. I'm feeling relaxed. I'm feeling stressed. I need to step away. So I give myself a time of say a weekend, a week, whatever. And I mark myself on a calendar or on an invite and say, I'm not going to touch project a for the next week. I'm not going to look about it. I'm not going to think about it. I'm not going to do anything. And then I set a reminder or put something on a calendar in the kitchen that says, get back on project a. And then the key then is to get back into it slowly and, you know, realize that the reason you got burnt out was because you were so gung ho and you didn't take a break and you were maybe going about in an unhealthy way to the point where it was so consuming that you didn't allow time for anything else. So then you end up and when you start back up, I think the key would be if you do experience burnout is, is a 
give yourself time to sit with it and say, okay, I'm burnt out. I'm done. And I'm going to take a break and then set a time and stick to it and say in a week, I'm going to get back into this and I'm going to start slowly. And then you start working on a little bit at a time, half an hour a day, an hour every other day, whatever you're doing and slowly work your way back into a groove and set yourself a schedule so that you can avoid burnout in the future. That's something that I've done with projects in the past. Um, you know, and something that I may end up having to do as a survivor and as a blogger and podcaster is say, you know what, I'm brain fried. I need to take a break. And then, you know, you know, so I'm going to step away for a day or two and then come back when I'm ready. I think like you say, it's managing, it's managing that as well as when you've got a project, I think particularly if it's like a new idea and you're so excited, there is that balance between, I guess, like utilizing that excitement, that interest and that passion um, that you have initially and kind of keeping that going over a period of time. And like, we're all going to have those moments where you're hit by, well, hopefully we're all going to have those moments where you're hit by like happiness and inspiration. And, um, and that's fine. Like in that moment, like that hour, that day, that week, that's fine that you're going to spend more time, more effort on it, but it's recognizing over time that um, it's trying to balance that out. So like you say, if it is a, a blog and you want to write about your experience and um, you spend ages that first couple of weeks doing some writing, putting stuff together. Um, but that's natural. It's a new project. It's something you're really interested in and passionate about. Uh, but then not over like the, the coming months to spend sort of every day coming back to that and have a little bit of a break from it. Otherwise you're only going to suffer. Like I think we've seen a few people, uh, I know I have um, already this year where they've had to take breaks um, from things like blogging or their websites or vlogging and um, you just get so caught up in kind of being part of that ongoing cycle um, and especially where we have so much connection now with online friends and online communities that we're part of and you feel like oh, there's always something happening, there will be always someone will be posting something uh, and just not getting too caught up in that and and recognizing that uh, we are blogging about our own recovery, um, and while the the writing or the podcasting or whatever is great, um, it's it's still important to look after yourself first. And I think a lot of the time it happens because we really struggle to see that, and not just with things like recovery, but when it's yourself, it's hard to judge kind of i guess your own progress like if you look in the mirror every day mm. you don't notice the dip the change in yourself but someone that doesn't see you for a couple of months will say oh you look really different and you're like oh it doesn't mean anything to you because you see you every day you didn't see that difference mm-hmm. yeah and and it's there's a lot of truth in what what you guys are saying um matt what I heard when you were when you were talking about stepping away and giving yourself a break, but also kind of pre-designing when you're going to come back to it is is what I see as being discipline, you know, and it's it's something that that from my point of view, I really struggle with, you know, I'll get up on a Saturday morning and I'm going, oh, thank God it's Saturday. Where's the coffee? And I'll mention a couple things I want to get done, and my wife will mention a couple things. And the first thing she wants to do is make a list. I did a podcast on this last year. She'll want to make a list, and I'm just like, Ugh. you know. And and I think it's, I think it's, it it sucks because I, and I've said this a million times. I I crave chaos, 
but I need discipline, you know, and, and I've never had, I've always avoided anything that would, that would give me discipline. And so I figure if she writes out a list, great. Now I'm locked into checking it off, you know, and, and I've got to go down the entire list and get everything done today. But in all honesty, that is a tool that can be developed if it's not something we already have, if it's not, um, you know, if it's not something that we just naturally enjoy doing like she does, um, it's <laughs> it's it's something that I can cultivate within myself. And so I'm writing that down. It's like give myself, you know, give myself time off, but make sure that I have a deadline in there. And I'm really getting good about because I'm so damn forgetful of using my my calendar on my phone and things like that. And it's like, that's all I have to do, you know? And then what you said, Matt, about returning to it slowly, I thought that was very, that resonated with me because it's like, no, I've got to, I've got, I'm one of these, it's like, if I'm going to jump, I need to jump instead of just kind of going into it slowly. And and I think those, those points kind of feed into what Mike's saying about, um, not recognizing our own progress because most of the time progress is small and and it's slow. But, but the thing of it is, is a victory is a victory and we need, and granted we're three guys that are not really good at getting off our own backs. Um, but we need to be able to learn how to celebrate even those small victories. And I'm getting a little better at that when I, when I, uh, you know, write up, some bullet points for a podcast or something. It's like, okay, well, I didn't sit down and record today, but I did make progress. And I've got to be able to recognize that as being like with, with panic disorder. It's like, okay, I've been driving up and down an opposite freeway from what I'm used to going uh, to work every day since November. And only a couple of times have I thought, oh crap, I got to get off this freeway. Now, I still don't do good on some of the overpasses here in town. And if I get into unfamiliar territory, I'm, I'm doomed. And I got to I start shaking like a leaf and I got to take surface streets. And I have that disconnect feeling in my head. And and it just it just sends me over the edge. But again, um, I, I'm 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 certainly better than I was 10 years ago. I can certainly get around uh, better than I could then I was just out. I, I took my wife's car down to get a car wash yesterday. And I'm like, you know what? You could have a panic attack right now because this is this is certainly something. I mean, it's an enclosed area. I'm going through the drive through and it's like, but I'm I'm good. And it's 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 not just the medication. It's watching what I eat. It's watching, you know, making sure that I'm getting decent sleep. And the fact that I'm not drinking like a fish is probably helping somewhat, I guess, whatever. <laughs> but um but those small victories, we need to give ourselves permission to say, yeah, I did make progress today. I did something today I wasn't able to do before. Oh, that's that's just so true. Those small victories. I mean, I've written about them before. You guys have talked about them. Celebrate every small victory. You're right. I mean, just because you couldn't record a, a podcast like you wanted, you know, find a way to find something good about it. I took some notes about it. I got a plan. I set a new date. Give yourself that win and celebrate it. Share it with somebody. <laughs> Write it down in like a, a win journal or like a victory journal or something. And, you know, keep track of that and refer to those wins because that builds self-confidence. It builds self-esteem. <clears throat> it helps keep us on track. It helps keep us motivated. 
Um, but you're right. I mean, we've all like all three of us have made monster progress since we've started blogging and our podcasting. Um, one thing I've, I want to spin this a little bit is like Wes, you are a podcaster. Um, you know, I'm a, I'm a blogger and a podcaster, Mike, you're, you know, you make vlogs and you do podcasts and whatnot, but what's the one big common thing between all of this is social media. I mean, mm. if you're going to be a blogger and a podcaster, obviously social media is hugely important. It's how we get our word out, how we get our podcasts, our blogs, how we interact and meet new people. And man, can you get burnout on social media or what? Oh, <laughs> I mean, yeah. Seriously, oh, dude. Yeah. I mean, I mean, we all need it. I mean, yeah. otherwise, I mean, that's how we reach everybody. We're tweeting, we're Facebooking, we're pin- we're Pinteresting, we're we're Instagramming, whatever. And you know, we're spending all these times recording these videos and recording these podcasts and writing these posts, and then you got to tweet them out and Facebook them and do all this shit. And you know, but that's how we, you know, I mean, that's how just that's how you get the word out, you know. It's not like, you know, 50 years ago when everybody was just writing newspapers and reading magazines. I mean, mm-hmm. we can get our, our, our self, our word, our, our, our work out instantly. But at the same time, man, I mean, getting burnt out on social media is, is a huge problem. It's something that I have to be really careful of, you know, notifications on your phone and, you know, somebody tweets, so you got to tweet them back or you got to, you know, you, you got you to get this podcast podcast out X number of times after you record it. I mean one big thing about recovery and getting burnt out is, is, is being careful with social media. And, you know, it's not, not a bad, um, idea that, you know, when you take some downtime for yourself to just freaking unplug, I mean, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, turn off, off the notification now. Great. Trust me. It's easier said than done. And I suck at it. <laughs> I mean, I, I will be the first to tell you that I have a huge, hugely hard, difficult time unplugging <laughs> because yeah. I, I just do. Like even all my downtime, I'm checking my phone, I'm scrolling through Facebook while I'm in line at the grocery store doing all this and that. But man, I mean, guys, I mean, like both you guys chime in. I mean, tell me, like, it can be completely exhausting trying to keep up during your recovery journey, you know, because social media is a tool and it's a help and and it's an asset. It it can also be a huge detriment if you're not careful. Yeah. Yeah, so bad. I mean, the... I think we, maybe one of you mentioned it earlier, and I, I was just sat here thinking, "Oh my god!" Like social media use is is ridiculous, and um, I mean, I know I, I've, I've got I've got better with Facebook in that I'm not on there as much. But in all honesty, that's not that I've got better with Facebook. It's just that I've got worse with Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, same here, same here. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Uh, yeah, like I'll I'll look at it when I wake up in the morning. I'll look at it while I eat my breakfast. Um, uh, I like at, at lunchtime. I'll I'm, I'm good. Like I'll I'll go out of work. I'll have a walk around, get some fresh air. But probably for thirty-five to forty of those like fifty-five minutes, I'm looking at my phone. <laughs> um, it's it's just yeah, it's constant. Um, and like you said, there's, there's so many reasons to to kind of sing the praises of social media and obviously um, the platforms that we use. But again, it, like you say, it comes back to that idea of balance and, and recognizing um, like stuff is going to be there. Um, like, do you know what you're, if you're worried about missing out on something, just, just say maybe you do, but there will always be something else that will come up in the future. Um, but I remember um, being in Australia about three years ago 
and having periods of time where like there was no signal or like your phone battery dies and do you know what if if i couldn't get onto facebook for a few days or a couple of weeks when i got on nothing had happened like you haven't missed anything there's no like world changing thing you like your friends are still chatting about the same crap they were chatting about a week ago um there's still baby pictures someone might have got engaged but you know they're still engaged like it's it's no real you never really miss that much i don't think we're not talking about missing out on social media for months or or whatever we're talking about kind of just having a break in terms of you know not looking at it as so much in a day or not looking at it for one or two days like really um it's it's just being able to manage that and i think it is um it is one of those things that a lot of people probably are or could i don't know what the terminology would be but it's like you're addicted to that that's not just because we like doing it that doesn't mean it's not something that you're addicted to and something that we really struggle to get away from and like you say for us it's not that we just like using that as a person um but it's also really useful for us as a tool to talk about um blogging and podcasting and things like that um but i don't know that i say that means i use it more than i would um if i didn't do those things i just it gives me a reason to do to be on there more but uh, i think i'd be lying if i said oh if i didn't write a blog that i wouldn't be looking at twitter at six o'clock in the morning or 10 o'clock at night or whatever i'd still be on there i just <laughs> I'd have a lot less reason <laughs> yeah yeah, I th- I think for me one of the biggest advantages is um, being old. <laughs> I just I just you know the the more time I spend around it, the more it incorporates into my life. I mean, I you know right now I'm like challenged on a lot of this stuff. I'm on Twitter. I'm on Facebook. I kind of you know kind of separate the two, and I'm I'm still not sure why, but I I kind of do. And um, you're right. I mean, you scroll through it, uh, and and it's uh, Mike is so right. It's like all you're seeing is reposts of the same posts you were looking at last week. You know, so it's not it's not like there's anything uh, great going on. And to Matt's point, if I try to unplug, if I try to just you know, because there are days when I just I just stay away from it. Um, but inevitably, if I look at something, somebody will say something that gets gets me going, uh, usually, obviously, in the mental health or addiction stages. If Very rarely do I ever say anything political because I am just so sick of all of it that I <laughs> just avoid it. Like oh, you play. American people. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I'm you and me both, man. I am so <laughs> sick of politics. It's not even funny. I'm so done with it. I'm just so done. And, um, you know, so because I'm a bit of a news junkie, as my wife would tell you, and I'm just, you know, I'll sit there and just leave it on all day. But 99 percent of it, I'm not paying any attention to it because it's the same five stories. It's just like social media. It's the same five stories that they've been talking about for the last six hours, you know. Um, Yeah, there's really nothing new. And and I think I think uh, part of it is, is I just have to keep my expectations low. And, um, you know, part of that comes from the fact that I'm one of a billion podcasters out there. You know, I mean, they're everywhere. And I mean, we've discussed this before, too. It's like, you know, when I record a podcast, essentially it's for me. 
You know, it's it's something that I want to say and it's something I'm passionate about or or whatever the case may be. And I put it out there. And if other people want to join in, great. And but to, to me, it's it's like therapy. And I'm realizing that when I'm carrying on a conversation with an actual person that's right in front of me, I tend to speak a little better than I did before I started podcasting. And I think it's because I have to slow down. I have to think about, sure, I can edit it out, which you can't do. <laughs> Believe me, if I screw up a conversation, I'm done. I can't hit the edit button. <laughs> but um, but uh, I, I feel like I think I think before I speak a little bit more now and I maybe can articulate a little bit more And you guys are sitting there going, have you listened to yourself on this freaking thing? <laughs> um, I was thinking someone at work told me this week, when you give instructions, they're so unclear. <laughs> Apparently that's not happened for me. <laughs> it's clear in my mind, damn it. You, know? yeah, you just don't understand. It's right. It's just that you're not... You know, and it's not like you want to say, well, that's because you're stupid. You know, no. you don't want to go that route. But... No. Oh, you're not thinking it. <laughs> oh, my God. But, but no, it's true. I mean, it's it can it can be overwhelming and it's it can be just like anything else. It's like half the time when you're flipping through Twitter. Do you even see anything? <laughs> you know? No, no, I mean, like If I did not make lists of people whose stuff I really want to see, I mean, like you can't possibly read everybody's stuff. No, you just can't. I mean, even if you only have fifty followers, your 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 timeline is like the whole way through. Like you 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 can't read it all. It's impossible. So you know, I spent like an hour over an hour last week. Um, just scrolling through Twitter um, and reading pretty much sort of every tweet that was there. Um, and then if there was a link that looked useful, I kind of clicked it and then screenshotted it to go back to it later and then carried on scrolling up. It was like over an hour and a half and I've achieved nothing. Most of what I'd seen, there were probably two or three people talking about the same thing. So I've not really learned anything new. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, it's an hour and a half of, of nothing. I've not massively spoken to anyone and you're just scrolling through and, um, I, I I try to do, or I have, I had, I have, I have lists, but I haven't used them for so long. They're probably quite outdated, but that used to be the way I'd keep exactly the same. So I knew I could scroll through, especially having, uh, I think I've only probably have around sort of 20 to 30 um, like friends that were friends from I don't know, I guess before like the last couple of years. So it's nice to catch up with what they were doing because they won't post very often. So I will never see anything that they post on my timeline. Um, so to actually have a separate list for those guys. And like you say, to edit out some of the stuff that it's nice to skim through if you've got 10 minutes, but um, the amount of kind of news articles or business related posts that kind of break up the stuff from people that you want to see, um, lists are definitely a benefit on things like Twitter. Yeah, it really is. And I'll tell you something else too. Like, you know, I have some lists of obviously a podcasting list and a blogger list. And one of the things I find myself doing a lot is I'll try and, um, you know, bookmark all the interesting blog posts and links and, mm. and podcasts. And I'm like, okay, you know, I'm going to, well, I'm going to read this one later and that one later. I'm going to read this mm. one. Now I'm going to listen to that later. 
And so then I actually cause myself anxiety trying to keep up with all the shit that I actually want to read. And that is good and useful and benefit. You know, it's not about, you know, you know, the latest cat picture or the latest dog picture or somebody's baby <laughs> picture that I don't even care about. Oh. You know, but, you know, <laughs> it's like, you know, it's about, you know, I'm reading an article about recovery or a podcast or a video or somebody's blogging about some new topic I want to learn about. So I make this list of like, you know, literally like on my notepad, on my computer, on my phone. I'm like, OK, I'm going to go back and watch this, this and this. And then I cause myself anxiety and stress. And start to really get on, on myself if I don't keep up with all the stuff that I think I should be doing on social media in terms of, you know, while it is definitely beneficial and helpful and encouraging, it's it's good, positive things to fill my life with, you, you know, it gets overwhelming to the point where you just can't read everything, you know, I mean, yeah, you just yeah. can't. And so it's important to, you know, I mean, maybe it's a maybe an idea is to set aside some time, you know, every week or a few times a week and say, I'm going to dedicate this hour to read all a whole bunch of stuff. And when I'm done reading it, I'm done reading it and I'm going to put it away. I don't know. That may work. It may not, but somehow, you know, it's important to really keep that in check and realize you just can't read everything, no matter how healthy and validating it really is. Yeah, absolutely. I get into, I do the same thing. I'll send things to myself. Here's a link I want to go check out. Here's a, you know, whatever it is, it could be a band, it could be anything. And, um, you know, or articles on uh, on addiction recovery or mental health aspects or the latest studies or whatever. And I feel like a failure if I haven't read them within a couple of days. And it's just Same like, here, man. Same here. You know, and, and again, we, we, we fail to give ourselves permission to just say, I just stop. And you're, you're absolutely right. You cannot read everything that would be of benefit. It's, it's, it's impossible. And yet... We hold ourselves to that standard to where um, we don't get obsessive. Oh, my God, I've got to read it all. But we get to the point where it's like, if I don't do it, I'm just a schmuck, you know, and that's that's not true. So true. I mean, oh, I do love when you were saying about having a like a list of um, like podcasts and blogs and things to go back and read. If I find a blog post at lunchtime, that's like two paragraphs long oh, oh so amazing <laughs> yeah. good luck oh, with that. isn't it true <laughs> this is so great true. i love this oh man you've done a top five list and you've literally just done a list you are so great <laughs> <laughs> and I think, if i read something and it says you know a 13 minute read i'm like oh, i'll have to save that for later i mean my yeah. attention span is so short i used to read books like constantly i mean as soon as i finished one book i was out buying another one and now it's like that time is taken up flipping through news stories going through facebook going yeah. through you know and it's just it's annoying. so i'm pushing myself to get back into reading you know, because I've always I always told my kid, you know, it's like, yeah, you know, I'm just not a reader. I'm like, if you're interested enough, you'll find something you want to read. It just depends on the subject matter. Mm-hmm. And um, it's just it, it's one of those things where it's like I need to and I'm, I'm starting to set aside time to just read whatever, whatever, if it's historical or whatever, just sit and and, and just read. It's hard, I think, and especially if you have some element of reading as part of your job and I know um, like I've I've got a lot of um, friends that are students and when you hear the amount of work that they do and I remember when I studied like 
that's so not the time to do any um, like recreational reading um, because you're reading so much for your course. And I think if you've got a job that's similar where you're doing reading, the, the joy of reading just drops so much. Um, but like you say, it's we get used to like that instant gratification and the idea of sitting down to read a book can be really hard. Um, I know I've got um, I got sent my first bit of blogger post this week. And, no. uh, <laughs> nice. It's a uh, like a <laughs> I've sent um, a book that's about um, kind of like positive thought, changing the way that you think. Um, and I'm going to talk to the author for the podcast. Um, I think it's in about a month's time. And it's like, I want to sit down. I want to read the book um, because I'm going to talk to them. But I'm also really interested in it. So I want to read it. And I've already had three separate days where I've sat down, gone to read it, and then kind of got up and gone and done something else. Because the idea of just sitting down and reading is something that I just can't quite get to. It's like, this is going to take a bit of time. Like, I want to sit here and just enjoy reading it but i also want to maybe take some notes should i go and get a pen i'll go and get a pen oh that's no i need to go and find some paper as well so sit down and oh, it's been a little while now i think i think i'll go and get a drink because i might be here a little while so i'll go and get a drink and i'll get a drink i might as well make a sandwich now make a sandwich <laughs> sit down like oh, okay i'm ready now okay oh, i feel like i'm gonna be i feel like i'll go to the toilet i think i probably need to go to the toilet i mean just had that drink so yeah, I'll go to the toilet and then I'll come back and I'm like, oh, well, that's half an hour's, maybe 45 minutes gone. Um, should I sit down here for like 15 minutes and do a little bit of reading? Because I need to get off and do that other thing now. So it's a bit pointless just to do 15 minutes because I really want to get into it when I sit down and read it. So I'll just get on and do that other thing now. And I'm like, dude, <laughs> you've done everything but read the book. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm just, yeah, I mean... No, no, Wes, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. No, I was just going to say I'm exactly the same way where where when I decide that I'm going to do something, my prep time takes up 90% of the time, and then I, <laughs> I sit down and I start reading and I get two sentences in and I go, okay, well, I'm bored now, you know, so let's, let's go do something else. It's like, come on. Yeah, yeah, I do the same thing. I know, like, I enjoy reading certain types of books and, you know, but – the the joy of just sitting down and reading and relaxing and taking time out to just read something that is not survivor related or not anything related other than something that I enjoy mm. is so it's an, it's like a lost cause for me now because you know I get I I say okay I'm going to put on my calendar from Wednesday from 6 p.m. to 7 p.m. I'm going to read and then I'm like well it's 6 p.m. I'm kind of hungry well oh no wait no you know my son needs help help with his homework. Well, now I need a drink. And by, and by the time I actually get to do it, I've wasted a half an hour. And then I'm like, well, screw it. I'm just done. And I give up. So, mm. I mean, I do the same thing. And I know reading is a great way to just relax and unwind, a great way to to help avoid burnout by doing something fun. But, you know, I mean, and not just, not, not just reading anything fun. I mean, you know, oftentimes we have to plan to have fun and then it's not fun. Like, you know, <laughs> I mean, I, I feel like I have to schedule fun time and relaxing oh, time. Yeah. And then when I schedule it, I don't do it. Or, and or it's, God, not as gratifying. it's not as gratifying. And and by God, you better be able to have fun when that time comes around. You That's exactly you, right. I have to be happy yeah. and in a good mood and no stress <laughs> so I can have fun for my scheduled hour of fun, damn it. <laughs> <laughs> Will you just chill out and be happy? <laughs> oh my God, that's funny. But yeah, but it's true. I mean, I mean I'm that way too, guys. I really am. I am. Mm. 
<laughs> I hear you. It's no. It's uh, it's it's there's a trick to it, and and we have to be intentional about what we're doing. Otherwise, we just go into this chaotic moment of, you know, I. Uh, I, I found myself yesterday because I really had nothing to do. And I was like, okay, I'm going to give myself a day off. And so I'm watching TV and, and I'm, I was telling Matt earlier, I never watched the Sopranos when it came out. So I'm binging that while I'm home alone. And I'm, so I'm doing that and I get bored with that. And I'm like, I'm going to go up and play a video game. So I go up and I turn on a video game and it's like, I went up and down the stairs and in between there's 600 things that I'm trying to do. Oh, I better take a load of laundry down. Oh, while I'm down there, I want to clean the toilet, you know, whatever. And, and I get so caught up with a hundred little things. It's like, I'm exhausted before I even get out of the chair, you know? Yeah. Yeah. You're right. I mean, you're, you're so exhausted getting ready to have fun and relax that you're just too tired and exhausted to have fun and relax. Yeah. I just never get, I never get around to having fun and relaxing. It's just, you know, it's too much work. Oh, <laughs> it's too much work to relax. It is <laughs> relaxing. Is, there's too much planning that goes into relaxing. Screw it. I'll just go back to doing what I was doing. <laughs> Yesterday morning I got up and I went out for a run and on the way back, I was trying to judge because um, I was like, oh, I didn't have pizza last night, so I don't want to go too far. And then I was like, at the same time, I thought, but I'm, I, I want to do a reasonable distance. And then while I'm running around, I'm trying to think of the different routes I can go that will make it maybe a bit of an easier run and longer, or it'll be a shorter run, but it'll be uphill. And, and then towards the end, I was like, I've spent most of this just thinking about which way I'm going to go or what I'm going to do rather than actually enjoying being outside the fresh air and just like thinking, which is the reason I'm out here. I've spent over half of the run just thinking about where I'm running to. Um, And like you say, even in the moment, even when you're doing the thing that you're meant to be enjoying, you're still like overthinking it and questioning everything. Oh, just that ability to switch our minds off sometimes is just so terrible. Oh, yeah, you're right. I mean, and that's a great way to start to wind this down is being able to live in the moment. I mean, when you get a chance to have some downtime, you know, Mike's going for a run. Wes is doing whatever Wes is doing. I'm doing whatever I'm doing. And instead of thinking about why we're doing it and how we're going to get there and what's going to happen and how great it'll be, instead of just enjoying and living in the moment, we're overanalyzing and thinking about it. And then by the time we get done doing it, we haven't enjoyed ourselves because we thought about how we were going to do it and how much great it was going to be, but we never actually got to enjoy the greatness. So living in the moment is a great way to, to help avoid burnout, to, to enjoy what you're doing and enjoy that downtime. That is so, is you know, is so, um, foreign at times, you know, being able to yeah. actually do it, but being cog- being cognizant of li- living in the moment and enjoying it fully. Mm, I think so. And I think a lot of what we've said as we've talked through kind of burnout and recovery, I think we're not saying um, don't do certain things. We're just saying have that balance, have communication with other people or with yourself. And like you say, try and take advantage of the stuff that you are already doing and have that benefit of being in the moment. Yeah. And that's the most difficult thing because it's not something that comes to us um naturally i mean we we literally have to work at it you know there and and i don't know why we should feel so bad because there are there are people out there who have to work hard at developing a work ethic 
And, you know, not to say that we're these great, fantastic workaholics that get everything done, but. Well, but we um, are. <laughs> well yes, that's true. That's all true. Um, but at the same time, there are people that, that struggle with with staying motivated and we struggle with being demotivated. And, and you know, I, I, I agree. I it's an anxious mind. I spend as much time, if not more, running around preparing to do something than I do actually doing it. And it drives me insane. But again, if I can make a little bit of progress uh, each day, then I need to count that as victory and, and live in that moment and be able to celebrate it and say this was this was a good day. Yeah, so true. So true. Celebrate the victories, celebrate the good days, celebrate the downtime, celebrate the time that you take just to do what you want to do for you and not overthink it, not overanalyze it and not um, dwell on it to the point where you don't enjoy your your downtime. And really, you lose the benefit of that downtime and that relaxation um, because you overthink it. So, yeah, totally agree, guys. Totally agree. Yeah, absolutely. Well, that's been a good one, don't you think? I think it went swimmingly. Yeah. Once we finally got past the initial hurdles, we're doing good. Yeah. Well, you know, it's more it's more material for the future blooper reel. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> there will be a blooper reel sometime in our future. And uh, yeah, that'll happen. That'll definitely happen. Well, guys, it's been awesome as always. Um, anything else anyone wants to close out with? No, um, no, I don't think so. I don't yeah, either. No, I think. I think we're good, right? We're yeah. good. Everybody knows yeah. who the hell we are. Yeah. <laughs> right. We are who we are. Yep. Do you not know who we are? <laughs> How do you not know the mega cluster cast, guys? I mean, the come on. Mega cluster cast. You got to. If you don't right, know who we are, what are you doing here? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. Right. <laughs> exactly. If you just stumbled upon us, um, we're sorry. <laughs> yeah. Well, we're really, really sorry. We we're not really sorry. We're not. No, really sorry, sorry, not sorry. <laughs> All right, gentlemen. Excellent, guys. It's been great. We will do this hopefully, um, you know, with some more uh, regularity since our last one was just before Christmas, I think, right? <laughs> yes, exactly. Yeah, so yeah, hopefully we can get back to like every month, give or take type of thing. But yeah, we'll see. I think we are. It's, it sounds strange to say now because we started off with saying this is like the fourth one. I think yeah. we were on sort of every four to six weeks or something like that. And we had a nice little regular slot going and yeah, yeah we'll have to get back to that. Yeah. The, the last, the last one was just before Christmas. And by the time we completed number four, it's 92 <laughs> degrees in Phoenix today. Oh, but what time I still have it? snow out here. All right. So yeah. and, I've got, and I've got the freaking air conditioner back on. So that, that's, that tells you all you need to know. <laughs> Excellent. All right, brother. You guys right, take guys. care. We'll see you. All right, everyone. Bye. Bye.